0: And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT The Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT The Brick.
1: Out of the gate, JT with you in the studios of Lotus Broadcasting today, reunited with Bobby Machado. And we got a monster we got a hell of a show lined up. Please follow us at Twitter, at JTTheBrick, to see our lineup in advance. And I don't think we could have given you a better show on paper today. I will have to execute it. My all-time favorite Raider, and that says a lot, Fred Belitnikoff at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Fred has an event at M Resort coming up this weekend where you should all be. You want to have good karma coming into this game? You want to feel good about Monday night? Go visit Fred Bolitnikoff Friday, tomorrow from 5 to 7 at M Resort at the M Cafe. It's a great promotion. $99, and you get two bottles of wine, and one of them will be signed. I mean, come on. The wine's excellent, and you get one to hold on to with Fred signing it for you, and you get to talk to Fred Bolitnikoff. He is royalty. There's a lot of royalty coming into these towns for, for former Raiders, but Fred Bolitnikoff, Jim Otto, the two greatest Raiders who are with us and hopefully will be here with us for a many years to come. Fred's coming in, his son, Freddie Jr., coaches at Coronado. They play Fred's going to be down here a lot, but I'd come see him at M and check out this wine deal as we open up the show. Brought to you by P.T.'s. Best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Everything that they have lined up with their jersey giveaways. I mean, you can go to P.T.'s on Sunday, but go tonight. Tonight's a great night to reestablish yourself with your local P.T.'s for the Cowboys as they go up against Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. Lee Sterling will join us later in the show to pick that game. And it's his first appearance with us from a gaming perspective. Lee Sterling, a little bit later on. Also, live on the show today, the voice of Monday Night Football, Steve Levy. Longtime friend. He's got one of the greatest seats in all of all of television. He's great on Sports Center. He still does it, but he's a big Vegas guy, big guy who comes in for hockey. And now he's the voice of Monday night football. The big deal, we got him today. That's a good guest. And his prep for this game, we'll talk to him. And then one of the great Raider insiders of all time, Vic Taffer. Vic's going to join us at the top of next hour. It's a hell of a show that we have lined up and John Gruden speaking. And we're going to have John Gruden tomorrow, my weekly television interview with John Gruden. I sit down with him, only guy in town. That sits down with John Gruden every week, and we play that interview for you on Friday. So we're pretty busy. Oh, tomorrow, Romo Cop. Bill Romanowski. Oh, and nothing, Jim Plunkett. How's that for a week? Hey Raider Nation, you paying attention? How's that for a week? Tom Flores, Jim Plunkett, Romanowski, Bolitnikoff, Gruden, and Max Crosby. Not bad. Not bad. And you wonder why I took a Friday off in the summer. Come on, man. I told you I had this thing dialed in. So what is your call to action today? Because no one's on hold, which is shocking to me. I've taken more calls than anyone in Raider history. Do you not know the number? I used to have people that call five minutes before the show. When's he coming on? When's he coming on? I want to say this. Again, we're building this thing from scratch. Thank God we got this Raiders mobile app where you can hear it from London, anywhere on the Raiders mobile app. The number is 702-365-9200. Pretty easy to remember. We're 920 a.m. Our final four digits are 9200. 365-9200. 702 is the area code. Here's your call to action today. Very simple, but extremely difficult. How do you stop Lamar Jackson? That's the show. How do you stop him? Because I don't see how you stop this guy. He is arguably the greatest running quarterback of all time. Steve Young, Michael Vick, Fran Tarkenton, you can go on the Mount Rushmore and keep it. This guy will supplant and remove someone from Mount Rushmore running quarterbacks and he will be on Mount Rushmore. And he's coming in for the first ever game with fans. Wow. How do you stop him? Well, I think you stop him a number of ways. One, you go get Gus Bradley in the offseason. Because you know Gus Bradley's got to line up some guys better than they were lined up in the past. And Paul Gunther's had a really good track record as a defensive coordinator for most of his career. And believe me, they've gone up against Lamar Jackson in the past. And it is a struggle. This is a team that averaged 191 yards rushing last year. You've got to be kidding me. I, I Again, I don't know how you could even do that. They average on the ground 191 yards a game. As I was taking a look at the Ravens' notes from the Baltimore Sun and their insiders that I get, they bunch all these articles together and the Raiders send it to us for the prep. If you're in the media here, you get this from the Raiders. It's incredible what he's been able to do in the past. And now the big topic is when do they sign him to a new contract? He's not the sharpest tool in the shed at all. He's not vaccinated. He's got COVID twice. And he's an idiot when it comes to his response to COVID. He's an idiot. I can call him an idiot and put that on Baltimore radio. I've already been on two shows this week. And is it disrespect to him? Hell yeah, it is. I don't care if he wins the game or not. He's had COVID twice, and when he's asked about it, he says, oh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm going to do some research on it. I'm going to ask the doctors. I mean, that is an awful, ignorant comment. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to affect the game, but there is a chance because he's not vaccinated, which I'm not rooting for. I want everybody to be available for every game, especially the Raiders' opponents. want to play everybody at full strength, even though the Ravens aren't at full strength. That if Lamar Jackson, who's not vaccinated, is around someone who is COVID positive, he ain't playing. Y'all got that? Because he would have to be in a protocol because he's not vaccinated and it's too late for all that. So something to think about. Not a lot of people are talking about this other than me. I'm not wishing COVID on anybody. I got guys, one on a ventilator now and another friend fighting for his life in Virginia. Guys who thought they were healthy and they were oxes. And they're now fighting for their lives. So how do I tie this in? It's a headline today in the notes here because he's not vaccinated and all of his press conferences have been about that topic. So the Ravens are almost pulling him from these press conferences because all people are talking about is why aren't you vaccinated? Why aren't you vaccinated? The other news from the Ravens considering – elevating Le'Veon Bell from the practice squad to Monday Night Football here in Vegas against the Raiders. I would assume that, too. I would assume that, too. He's a hell of a player. He's another nut job who kind of threw away his career and held out for a full year in his prime to get more money. Remember, Le'Veon Bell's only 29 years old. He was signed to the Ravens practice squad Wednesday after Baltimore lost J.K. Dobbins and Justice Hill to season-ending injuries. The Ravens currently have three running backs on their 53-man roster. Gus Edwards, Trenton Cannon, Tyson Williams, and they brought in Le'Veon Bell. Here's what Le'Veon Bell is great at. He's great at what they do. Misdirection. What gives us? The, what gives me the biggest fits in Raider Nation? One thing. Top of the list. Kansas City Chiefs misdirection. I've been screaming about it since Mahomes came in there. What do they do? They start a play one way. And they bring the play back the other way. And the Raiders are bouncing off each other like a pinball machine. They don't know where to be. That's old Raiders. That's old Raiders where they don't know where to be. Misdirection. Mahomes fades right. Tyreek Hill starts left, moves right. No Raider home. Happens every time they play. Right? It does. Every time. Well, guess what, everybody? The king of misdirection's coming in on Monday night, Lamar Jackson. He's going to start a play one way, and they're going to try to get the Raiders to move that way, and they're going to come back the other way with their great tight end who they just signed to a long-term deal. Get ready. I've been in these notes for a week. I got everything you need here. I got every note, everything for the pregame show Monday. I'm ready to go with Eric Allen. Misdirection and Lamar Jackson running either wide or, we asked Max Crosby yesterday, how do you contain that? Right? Him going around the edge, running around Max Crosby, running around Yannick Ngakwe, going to the sidelines, or starting off in the shotgun, taking the snap and just going right over the center, trying to get by the Raider linebackers and gone. You plan on Jonathan Abram reading that play? Good luck. Jonathan Abram, the worst thing we can see in this game is John Abram after last year being in a position where he's got to make a quick decision on Lamar Jackson. He can make that decision on Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua and anybody else you want. Justin Herbert's not going to tuck the ball and run 45 yards right at Jonathan Abram. Lamar Jackson is. So somebody better get his ass on the ground quickly. And another big thing. Dating back to Jelly Ellis and whoever it is. I never have confidence in the Raider defensive tackles because I never see them play well. And now they tell me Jonathan Hankins, Quentin Jefferson, blah, blah, blah. We got this guy. We got this rotation. Good. Let's see it play now. I want to see Cleland Farrell line up a defensive tackle, a young, young man in the greatest shape of his life out of Clemson. And tackle Lamar Jackson to the ground when he's right in front of him. Because that's why Cleland's here now. He's on a rotation. He's got to do that. And then that brings me to uh, Littleton. Littleton, the linebacker, who didn't play great last year. He showed up. I mean, it was a COVID year. No one played well. They fired the defensive coordinator. We all know the backstory here. We're at a point in time with Nicholas Morrow being gone. Corey Littleton has got to cover a really good tight end and guard Lamar Jackson. So when I ask you what do you think the game plan should be on guarding Lamar Jackson, covering him, to me it's pretty simple. Do you leave someone home and put a spy on him so automatically you have someone who has his eyes on Lamar Jackson the whole time? Or do you buy into the fact that Gus Bradley upgraded the defense at the defensive tackle position, also with Denzel Perryman and K.J. Wright, that these guys could read the eyes and the body language of Lamar Jackson and stop them. Because this team last year, oh, my God. Can you imagine putting that defense last year up against Lamar Jackson in this game? Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it. It's a horror film. But that's why the Raiders went out in the offseason and rebuilt the defense, which the national media is giving them no credit for. Who's giving the Raiders – have you read one article? One article, send it to me, that says, oh, by the way, Casey Hayward, Trayvon Merrig, four new defensive tackles along with Yannick Ngakwe were brought in and two linebackers who have a great track record in the league, Perryman and K.J. Wright, were just added recently to the Raiders. Where's that article? I've been looking for it at NFL.com, Pro Football Talk. Guys on radio don't even know how to pronounce the names of some of the players here. So the Raiders have to shut up all their critics and play really well. And I think the game plan might be one of the easiest game plans in front of them, but the hardest one to execute. Bobby likes that line. I'll say it again. It's the easiest game plan they might have all year, but the hardest one to execute. Everybody knows that it's the only way Baltimore can win is most likely not throwing the ball. The way they're going to win is by Lamar Jackson running. And you got to get him on the ground. Al Davis always wanted to see a quarterback go down in the first 15 plays. And nothing dirty here. But there better be three or four guys tackling Lamar Jackson, not one. If there's one guy who has to tackle Lamar Jackson, watch out. I think it's going to be so loud. Here's another thing that we'll be talking about with Jerry Coleman who's a Ravens insider, who's going to join us either today or tomorrow. I think that he's going to have a really difficult time at the line of scrimmage with noise. And this is important for everybody listening. He's going to come to the line of scrimmage. He won't be able to hear himself think. He's going to have to make a decision on what he's going to have to do quickly with hand signals. And they've been working on that in Baltimore because they know how loud it's going to be. On the other side of the ball, hey, Derek, it's go time. You're playing a quarterback who's better than you. Period. Okay? And that should bother Derek Carr. Because Derek Carr is not ranked in the NFL Top 100. Derek Carr isn't ranked in the Top 10. This guy is. So if you want a litmus test, whatever test you want with Derek Carr, you got two back-to-back. Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger, future Hall of Famer Lamar Jackson. There you go. What is Derek going to do? Derek's got his work cut out for him in this game because their corners are great, not good. They have really good cornerbacks who can make plays. And their defense is unbelievable. So when you think of Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey and the safety Chuck Clark, they're licking their chops. They want Derek Carr to put the ball up. They want that. But the Raiders have an advantage now because they have Waller. And they have multiple wide receivers. And they got fresh Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake could play a big role in this game. Huge. If he has a breakout play or two. And then, then they're hurt. I mean, come on, they're hurt. I, I'm looking at the players who haven't played in my notes here. I mean, these guys have not played much in the entire preseason. So the injuries have been a really big deal. And they got one of the best kickers of all time in Justin Tucker. Anything that gets to the 35-yard line is three points. Everything. They get the ball over midfield, put three on the board. They got a kicker. I hope he misses, but he's in a perfect environment, so you got to watch their special teams on top of it. So I have a full breakdown of what I think the game plan is going to be. I'd like to hear yours today before Fred Bolitnikoff, Steve Levy, and Vic Taffer are all scheduled to join us at 702-365-9200. I'm jacked up. I mean, I'm fired up for this game, man. This game means a lot. Last year, they opened up at Carolina. Come on. Carolina? And they won that game to beat Teddy Bridgewater. But it wasn't, it wasn't epic. Oh, my God. They're opening up at, at Tampa Bay. They're opening up, and they're playing Denver. And this is, this is a big game. This is a team that has been much better than the Raiders for a damn long time. They've been much better than the Raiders for a damn long time, dating back to Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Haloti Nata and who they've had. It's time to make a bleeping statement. Beat a great team like you did last year with New Orleans for the home opener with no one there. Beat a great team to open up the season, and everything will explode throughout the Raider Nation. All right, let's get going with your game plan on how to stop Lamar Jackson, James, and Wisconsin on the Raiders mobile app. Hello, James. JT, how you doing? Doing well, thank up. you.
2: Yeah, hey, a uh, couple of things here. Uh, been, you know, really excited for the season, of course, and uh, I got a little take on the game, and then a question for a mm-hmm. uh, Vegas local like yourself, if yep. I could, if there's enough. uh you know looking at football and you always see these like really intense playoff game atmosphere type games, like Mm. early in the season like this, because I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like a playoff game type atmosphere, being that it's stadium Ravens come to the town, a formidable opponent. You know, the best two things you can do is play defense and run the ball, slow down Mm. a team like that, and keep Lamar Jackson off the field. Now, if I'm correct, the Gus Bradley was the one that devised the, uh, wasn't it he put, like, a bunch of extra
1: DBs in yeah, there? Yeah, the he, Legion of Boom. And the Legion of Boom yeah. and the cover three and everything that Gus yeah. has done. He was a part of that ingenuity in Seattle, which created the Legion of Boom. Absolutely.
2: I think you could see some exotic-type surprise packages. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously you're the see the defense in the preseason that they're going to put out there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, against a, a premium opponent. I I, I think there's there's going to be some some quirks in there. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what you think about it. I'm not looking for a vanilla game plan against yeah. uh, Lamar. I agreed with you. Like, if this was this defense last year, I mean, that's a 40-burger, if not more. You know, if they yeah. kept the federal pass. I, I, I like their chances in the game. i so I, do think, I. Uh, I, I do. I mean, mm-hmm. energy is a big thing, too, on an opener. I don't care what anybody says. You know, you get a home opener, you can overcome even a better opponent. I agree. Energy.
1: That's a very good point. Appreciate the call. You can you can in a home opener I, I think you always want to play the best team in the league as quickly as you can coming off training camp when no one plays I agree with that you know if you got to play a great team I'd rather see it week one when they until that team gets motor in week six seven eight and you know how good that team is and maybe your team isn't as good I'm optimistic about this game you know I'm not in the prediction business here but I, I like the way this game sets up for the Raiders but the issue becomes are they going to run it or will they have to throw it? The line opened up Baltimore minus 5.5, and, and it could get down to 4. It's at 4.5 now. Someone's got it at 4. Let me check here. You know, the Sharps care about this when they want to do it. Circa. Oh, Derek Stevens moved the number down to 4. So that means they're a heavy favorite. You get three points for playing at home. The Raiders are a negative 4. So Raiders are getting four points at home. Vegas does not think the Raiders can win this game. Okay? Raider fans do, but the sportsbook guys don't. So that that's a motivational issue for the fans. Alan in Vegas on 920. Thank you, Alan. Go ahead.
3: J.C.,
4: I'm also optimistic about getting this game going 1-0 on Monday night. Listen, we stopped Kyle Mahomes and the Chiefs in Kansas City last year mm-hmm. by keeping him in front of us. You know, he, he had no rhythm going the whole game, and Lamar Jackson isn't half the quarterback that Kyle Holmes is. I don't trust his arms still. I know he's a threat on the run, but his receivers, he, he doesn't have a turn number one. I like Mark Andrews. He's a good tight end, but I mean, I, I simply put, if we just keep him in front of us and get into the, the mm-hmm. long third downs, I
5: think we have a shot.
1: Yeah, I do, too. You want to turn him into a passing quarterback. You want him throwing on third and long where he can't run. The problem is when it is third and long, he can run for a first down. And Mahomes can do that. There, Justin Herbert can't do that. Derek Carr doesn't do that all the time. When it's third and 11, when it's third and 11, you know, you get to that point, Lamar Jackson can run. He's able to run for a first down. How many times have you seen Mahomes against the whole league on third and 11 run for a first down? A lot. This is a guy who does it better than Mahomes. So 3rd and 11, when our defensive backs have their backs turned and they're covering Hollywood Brown, who's running deep, Lamar Jackson might say, the hell with it. I'm just going to run. And Littleton and K.J. Wright and Merrig and Abrams better read that and come up and make a tackle or it's going to be a long night at Allegiant Stadium. Sal's in Vegas. What's happening, Sal? Thanks for checking in. Go ahead.
5: All right, JT! Great show, great monologue. You got me all fired up over here.
1: Thank you, Sal. Go ahead. Hey,
5: hey you said they're giving us four points.
1: Hmm.
5: Oh, I'll take that all day. I'm gonna <laughs> prove them wrong. <laughs> well, go go
1: put, go! Put a couple Gs on it, because most of the fraud most of the frauds in this town bet twenty bucks, and they tell you they yeah. bet four hundred bucks on a game. When they when they lose, they don't tell you. So, go post your ticket, and I'll retweet it for you.
5: Yes, sir. Hey, uh, as far as the game goes, I am so pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm going to be sitting in there on my season tickets in the black mm. hole. And uh, I think the recipe is, I mean, this mm. team, yeah, I'm he- I hear you. They've been a good team, and I, they are a great uh, team to go up against. But you know what? I think this is the perfect team for us to show what we can do. I think if we can put pressure on them and have somebody spy on him the whole time, and, and we got to make it loud. I mean, we got yeah. the crowd has to be into this, make it so loud, make it so uncomfortable for mm. him to hear anything. And, you know, and I, and if we get pressure on him, I think we can beat him, JT. And I think, no. I think I'm going to take that bet. I'm, I'm going to put a couple hundred. I won't put Good. a thousand, but I'll put a couple hundred on Good
1: for you. Bet with your wallet, not with your head. Thanks for the phone call. I saw this today in the Ravens' mailbag from Ryan Mink, who covers the team, and they were talking about rushing attempts. Listen to this. Listen to this, everybody. The Ravens led the NFL in rushing attempts and had the fewest passing attempts last year. Fewest passing attempts in the whole NFL last year. You think they're going to do a lot different in this game considering they've all been injured? You think they're going to do something more exotic? He goes on to say, I don't think Baltimore's offense will ever be pass-heavy by traditional standards, but to your question, yes, I do think they're going to throw the ball a bit more early. The Ravens want to establish the passing game early. Lamar Jackson averaged 27.6 passing attempts, Over the first 10 games. And then when it got to the end of the season in the playoffs, 20 passing attempts per game. So that tells you they they might be a little bit more aggressive in the first game with the passing game. Look, Lamar Jackson is not a legendary passer. He's pretty good. He can make every throw. But you got to feel confident with Trayvon Mullen and Casey Hayward that those two guys can cover. And if they can, the linebackers keep an eye on Lamar Jackson you got to hope that the Raider corners can cover in this game. This is not covering Kansas City. This is not covering Tom Brady's, Mike Evans, and Godwin and them, and Gronk. This is, they're good, but they're not great. The Raiders should be able to cover, I would hope. D.C. in Los Angeles. Hello, D.C. Hey, J.T. Good to talk
6: to you. Yes. Hey, my key to winning this game on Monday night is discipline. I mean, everybody do your job, uh, you know, Stick with the scheme, and I'm speaking specifically to Jonathan Abram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's going to play a huge role with uh, Lamar's probably going to be running around and uh, broken plays. And I, I just want to see guys do their job. I'm confident in, in Bradley coming up with a decent scheme to slow down uh, Jackson enough. And from Gruden, I want to see aggressive play calling mm-hmm. in the red zone, uh, not fill for field goals. Uh, you know, play to win this game. I'm not playing to keep it close. you got to. You know, you got to bury this team if you can, uh, and aggressively. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I mean, I'll always remember uh, Del Rio going for two in in uh, New Orleans. I think I remember it was Week One or Week Two in 2016. But that kind of set the tone for the whole season, where that team just uh, that team just rode that. It was a, a great year, and you know, the one great mm. year we had in the last two decades. So, I mean, that's what I want to see. Yeah. I, so do I. Think,
1: uh, Thank you. Thanks for the call. We we all want to see that. I think Coach Gruden knows. How many times has Coach Gruden, I host the post-game show with Eric Allen. When the post-game show starts, my job is to get it to Gruden. And how many times did Gruden start off the press conference criticizing himself? Every time. When they lost, he, he takes the heat. And I think this year he needs to be more aggressive. What's the use of having Derek Carr in year four? Year four in an aggressive offense if you don't get aggressive with it. But part of me says this is a big Josh Jacobs game. Josh Jacobs better have fresh legs. I call him bubble-wrapped. He's been bubble-wrapped the whole offseason. He's worked out extremely hard with his trainers and the staff. He hasn't played. So why not bury him in this game and just give him the ball a lot and have him average five yards a carry and sit Lamar Jackson down? Telling you, that's part of what they're thinking because you don't want to throw on Baltimore. They got great corners. They'll pick it off. They'll, they'll, They'll knock it down. So maybe this is a running game. That's what we're trying to figure out here over the next couple of days. Hey, I was just at Five Iron Golf inside Area 15. I played that golf course that they play in Montana where you saw Bryson DeChambeau hit it like 450 yards. It's incredible. The elevation, the simulators, the food was great. Great Cervezas, Modelo on tap. Fantastic. Head on out to Area 15 and ask for Five Iron Golf. Tell them JT sent you.
0: Short three-step drop by High throw. Complete to the 20. And now it is the tight end Foster Moreau. Touchdown. Oh, mercy.
1: Jackpot, baby. There he is. The godfather, Brett Musburger, JT, brought to you by Remy Martin. Remy Martin is partnering up with Sapphire Vegas every Monday night with the Valley's most alluring hometown watch parties this year. They're doing it bigger and better than ever. Kicking off Monday night. Against the Ravens, the season open VIP party is Monday It includes sponsored open bar featuring Remy Martin Cognac, food specials from 4 to 7, tickets on sale now by calling 702-869-0003 or sapphirelasvegas.com. Fred Bolitnikoff in a moment. Mikey in Manhattan in Staten, Italy. Who are you betting on, Mike? Uh- Oh JT, I
7: sent you, I sent you my uh, ticket already for the Ravens, uh, for the Raiders, because I think it's coming down. I got the Raiders money line. I think that stadium's going to be electric. I, I, one of the teams I'm down on are, are the Ravens. I think Carr. Now JT, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. In the past, we've been getting all over Carr. He has a chance to make a throw that's questionable and might get picked off, or he throws it away like he did on fourth down. Is he a changed quarterback in your mind right yeah. now? Yeah, I think he's more change?
1: aggressive. He said it in the offseason. He's got to he's gotta throw the ball and hope that these guys go up there and make a play. Yeah, I think I think the car is going to throw into traffic more if he has to to make a big play, yes.
7: Okay. Yeah, so I'm counting on that. But one thing I do disagree with you, JT, you were talking about Mahomes running and, and Lamar Jackson running. Lamar Jackson, obviously, is a better, more physical runner. Mm. But with Mahomes, he has such better wide receivers that the linebackers and the safeties can't be turning around looking in the eye. So Mahomes is fast enough to get to where with Lamar Jackson, the linebackers keep an eye on him. JT, my pick for the week is the Rams are going to blow out the Bears. That's my first pick. And uh, you have a great day, my friend.
1: All right, buddy. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Mike. As he's... Uh... Obviously going with a blowout there with the Rams, and he's taking the Raiders on the money line. Mikey's really sharp, so good to see that there. 702-365-9200, as I said, my favorite Raider of all time. Great friend of the show, and he has a big event coming up Friday, 5-7 to at M Resort Spawn Casino at the M Cafe with his fabulous wine, which I've been drinking a lot of lately, Freddie. How are you? Fred Bolitnikoff.
0: I'm doing great, J.T. It's great to wake up every day. Believe me. Well, you got I'm it. Glad you, you're doing all right.
1: I'm doing great. Hey, first off, tell us about the wine business, because you got into it every year when I'm at your events. I emcee your golf tournament. Your brother in law, there's other winemakers there, you're serving great wine, and then all of a sudden I see this beautiful label, number twenty five, for your own wine, and it's been fantastic going over big. Tell us how you got into that.
0: Well, it gets your attention. Now, you know, Angela, you know, she's always looking for ways that, you know, we can do things for the foundation mm-hmm. and, you know, just do a number of things for kids and and she wanted to get into the wine business. And so she contacted the people in Lodi, uh, the E2 uh, family winery, and uh, we struck up a deal with them, with Brett Eller, and uh, he's the one that makes our wine. He does a great job with it. And uh, we're just going with it, and it seems to be taking off really well, and people actually like it. So that's the big thing that people actually like it. And uh, so we're very happy with the way it's going. You know, we just started just after the first of the year, so. You know, in just a little bit of a short time, you mm-hmm. know, we're in the M. We got to wine in the Allegiant Stadium and getting into safe ways. And uh, so we're, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. We're and, doing really well.
1: Yeah. Fred Bolidnikoff joins us. It's fantastic wine. And, you know, you're doing a signing at M Resort 5 to 7 on Friday. You know, I'm, I'm the guy always telling you, you got to get down here. You're coming down <laughs> here a lot, obviously. And it's nice that you'll meet and greet with the fans. Tell us about that because I know how important that is for you.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's, it's important for me to get down there, you know, you know, after having the convenience of just driving down to Oakland and being in Oakland every week, you know, now, hey, listen, it's just about an hour, an hour or so plane trip to come down and the people at the M were kind enough to, uh, to do this promotion, uh, with us. We have our wine there at the, at the M hotel. And, uh, so we're going to go and do a, do the appearance from five to seven you got to go through Ticketmaster, okay. and what we're doing is we're selling two bottles of wine for $99, and I autograph one of the bottles. And, you know, you can either get the Chardonnay and, or the Cabernet or get both, whatever you want to do, but you get two bottles uh, for $99. Like I said, you go on Ticketmaster, and, and I autograph one bottle. And uh, I believe uh, we're, we're going. Hopefully, we do pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to do great. Fred Bolitnikov, Hall of Famer, joins us. How much fun did we have at Benders, the Hall of Fame? You got the gold jacket. Tom Flores is getting into the Hall of Fame. Your longtime friend, and then on top of that, Charles Woodson and everybody else you saw back in Canton. Give me a recap of that.
0: Well, it was great. You know, all, all the years, you know, waiting for Tom and. Every single year, everybody's getting a little stressed out about how come he's not in the Hall of Fame. while well, he finally got in, and it, it, it was it was great. It was great to see him to see his entire family uh, afterwards when we we're all at the party and everything. But but it was good to see him uh, make his speech and be there in that gold jacket. And uh, you know, I think back when I first started with him as a player, and then through the when he was the head coach and. I was still playing, uh but it was great, and then to see Charles get in, that was fantastic too, you know, so we have, we get two Raider guys in at the same time. It's terrific, and you know now you know now we're pushing for my guy, you know everybody's guy, uh, Cliff Branch, yeah, so you know he's got a shot, you know, so but it it was good with Tom and Charles, but you know Tom has always been special to me because you you know I had the opportunity to play with him and then have him coach me as a coordinator mm-hmm. for a number of years. And then uh, he then he cut me when he got the head coaching job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you never let him forget it, right?
0: No, I'm never going to let him forget that. But, <laughs> but, you know, I love Tom. Tom and Barbara, uh, they've been so kind to me over the years. When I first started as a rookie and the struggles I went through, and they were always there for me. And uh, and I love them both to death, and I'm really thrilled about that. You know, I'm really thrilled to see him get in the Hall of Fame finally.
1: Yeah, one more thing on the Hall of Fame. You were kind enough to invite me to dinner, and one of the nights, uh-huh. Pey- Peyton Manning came over to the table to talk to you, and. I thought that was one of the great memories of my life. I don't get to the Hall of Fame often, and I'm with you. We're with our wives, and Peyton was leaving to come and pay respects to you, and you had a moment to congratulate Peyton Manning. I just love the different generations of players, a new class coming in, and the relationship you have with those players who are getting in and wearing their gold jacket for the first time.
0: Well, you know with Peyton, you know the, the you know I was down there when 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 we had the when we had the e s p n awards, uh the very first time I met him when he he got the awards uh back years ago now, and I've always stayed friendly with him his his uh father, Archie, and I have been uh, good friends, and Archie came down and spoke at our banquet uh at the end at the end of the year for the outstanding receiver in the country. And so I know Archie to a certain extent, but it's always good to see Peyton. Uh, he's such a gentleman. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't. You, you, I don't even know how to describe him mm. because he's just a, just a perfect guy. The uh, one, you know, as a friend, and you know, he always has a smile for you. He's just super, and I'm glad to see him getting in Hall of Fame too. Because he, uh, as everybody knows, he certainly deserves it. It means it means a lot to me to see him get in there too.
1: Fred Bolidnikoff, as we wrap it up, a couple Raider questions. I think it's important with Henry Ruggs III for him to have a breakout year. Last year with COVID, he suffered an injury, and I really want to make this comparison because of why he was drafted so high. Cliff Branch was there, and you mentored him, and Cliff didn't get off to a great start, Freddie, in his career. He had some drops. He wasn't the Cliff Branch who hit the ground running and then became an iconic receiver. What do you say oh, no, about a, a, a wide not. receiver like that, Ruggs, and how he could pick up in year two and the improvement could start coming really quickly?
0: Well, you know, the big difference that, you know, the, uh, I won't hold you know hold it up too long, was the fact that, you know, when Cliff was starting, you know, there was, a, there was patience for him to, to come along. You know, everybody had to be a little bit patient, and he developed, you know, with, with Ruggs, you know, something the way everything is, Everybody wants something instant right now, and things just don't work that way all the time, or the majority of the time. And the kid's the kid's an outstanding receiver. You know, he has major speed. My God, and uh, you know, you, you know, give the kid a break. You know, let let him develop, and he'll turn into he'll he'll turn into a guy like Cliff Branch,
1: mm-hmm. Fred Belitsnikov. That's important. And knowing John and being there with John back in the day and knowing that Derek Carr is in his fourth year with John, a lot of fans want to just see more of an explosive offense in the red zone. How did your career evolve in the red zone with John Madden? I mean, because you, you guys ran the ball a lot. Highway 63, Archell, you ran it a lot, and those guys were great running backs and fullbacks. But talk about the evolution in your career from the time you came in to the time you retired with the evolution of the red zone offense and how it picked up.
0: Well, you, you know what? You, you, you just got to have you know something. You, there's, I, I, I believe this. I believe once you cross that 20, 25-yard line, whatever anybody wants to say, the red zone starts, mm-hmm. okay? Once you get into that area, you have, you have people on your team that operate in that area very well. And they perform in that area very well. Even though it feels shorter, they, they can get things done in there along with your quarterback. And, of course, the offensive line being able to have the threat of the run down there. But you know as you as you get closer and closer you you have certain people that perform well down in that area, and that's that's the whole that's the whole premise that we went back years ago, and we got the ball to the people that could that actually performed in that area very, very well yeah. you know they were excellent. There were a ton of people that, that that we had over the years that could operate in that area. but we spent a lot of time, you know mm-hmm. uh, all our training camp. Uh, during the season, it was all red zone, red zone, red zone, because that's what we expect it to be all the time in that area. You know, now it's just a different type of, of uh, offense, uh, just a different type of, of uh, attack mode, sort mm-hmm. of say what you want to do, and what you want to get accomplished. You know, back when when I played, you know, you, I mean, you basically only had like one, maybe two different formations for the wide receivers and tight end, and you operated that way. You know, now you get down there, you have four four wideouts, motion another guy out, so it's an empty, and you got five guys that can attack. But we always thought the back of the end zone. You know, we always thought get that ball in the end zone. Yeah, Uh, that was our whole deal, and that that was that was the premise that we went on as 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 the Oakland Raiders get that ball in the end zone. Yeah,
1: and you expected to be there. That's what I took out of that answer. You expected to be in the red zone. Fred Bolitnikoff, how proud are you of your son, Freddie Jr., coming off the 51-14 win, now Green Valley (laughs) tomorrow, Coronado High School football, and your son's the head coach.
0: I know. You know, I'll tell you what, Freddie, Freddie does a fantastic job. You know, the one thing about Freddie is he is just totally committed. He's committed to what he's doing as a coach. He's committed to the kids that he's coaching. He's committed to the people that he's coaching for. And he just has a lot of loyalty, has a lot of passion. Uh, he he wants excellence out on that field and and he demands a lot for, for you know from his kids, but he treats them fairly too. You know, Freddie's been in the business for a period of time now. And he gets the most out of all the kids that he's he's coached over the years. And uh, he's going to, hey, listen, he got a big game this Friday, tomorrow. You know, so, you know, that's going to tell a lot, too. But he's, he's ready. Yep. Uh, like I told him, I said, you know something? You know how they say kick ass and take names? <laughs> I said, forget about the names. Just kick ass.
1: That is all that it is about. We will send everybody to M Resort Casino Spa Friday, September 10th. Uh, 5 to 7 p.m. at the M Cafe. Fred Bolitnikoff, wine signing event. Looking forward to seeing you and Angela this weekend. Have a great time in Vegas.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, JT. You got you it, take Freddy. Care. You too. Right. Freddy
1: Bolitnikoff. Uh, love the guy. Love the guy. I mean it. has had such a big impact on my life. A tremendous human being. And wow. Wow. So get to his event. Stop everything. Friday, what are you doing from 5 to 7? that you wouldn't be at the official Hotel of the Raiders right outside the Raider Tavern getting in line for Fred Belitnikoff and getting a signed bottle of wine. Coming home with two bottles of wine? That sounds like a good idea. Lee Sterling's going to give you three winners next.
0: So the Raiders are inside the Broncos 30. Here's Jacobs on a cutback hole, 20
1: on his feet, 10, 5, in zone, jackpot, baby. You see how sweet that sounds when you say that, Brent? Lincoln Kennedy, before that, the godfather, Brent Musburger. We moved Lee Sterling. We had too short of a segment here. We'll get him next hour. He's got three winners for you. He's going to give you three winners. From his company, Paramount Sports, three winners, he claims, so stick around for that as we continue on. Hey, we're brought to you by Wahoos, and we are thrilled about it. Those who know me know I love a great fish taco, the best in town, and they have the ultimate game day experience. Win your share of up to $85,000 in our football free play giveaway and weekly parlay card contest Enjoy 24-ounce Modelo and Modelo Chiladas and $5 Neff Vodka. I am thrilled to welcome Wahoos to this show. Go back with them a long way. The new uh, location on Eastern is fantastic. Second Deck is where I hang out and overlook the city. Thanks to Wahoos for supporting our show. Limon in Henderson. How are you, my friend? Go ahead. Man,
4: what's happening, JT? Man, Wahoos is good, man. It's good stuff over there. Check this out, man. I got this for you. You know what? Uh, uh, first of all, man, Fred, man, he's an awesome guy. Yes. You know, true Raider, true Raider, right there. You know, thank you for having them all, mm. man. That's, that's 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 beautiful. But check this out, man. Uh, I know you love Car. You know, I know you know Coach Gruder. You know mm. the man. Uh, but you know what? It's time for uh, you know Car is better than last year. You know, he say they say he's in his best shape. I mean, I looked at I've already seen him. He looks bigger. He looks athletic, big time. Hopefully, you know he can come up. You know what I mean? Because we need him. I believe last year uh, his passing was what 25, 27. Uh, I think he's over uh, over Lamar Jackson. I think if I believe with 26 touchdowns, 27 touchdowns, mm-hmm. um, you know he's got to step up now. You know what I mean? This is this is the year, and uh, he hasn't played on the off season and. On the preseason, uh, mm-hmm. he's got to come out and do it all. Defense, we're better now. We're way better than last year. You know, we got a new coach too. Coach has got to step up too. Um, one thing that I uh, that, that I don't like, you know, I, there's a lot of Raiders haters up there, and they're mm-hmm. talking about coach bringing his friends. You know, coach uh, John bringing his friends and doing his thing. You know, it's time for everybody to step up uh, and. Even having our own Vegas, you know, of course, they got to make their money. They think the four points, four and a half points, they're making favor, you know, the other mm-hmm. team. You know, this is game time. This is game time. This is real time now. Uh, and you were right, you know, before, yep. before you finish, uh, before, uh, Fred was on, you know, on, on air, uh, you were talking about Jacob. Nobody talk about Jacob. And that's what I want to say something. This kid, He is for reals, and he better show
1: up Monday. I agree. He's got to have a big game. We all know that. It's important. Look, I love the culture of what John Gruden's done here. I do. It hasn't shown up with the wins at the level that a lot of people expected, and I have no problem with that criticism. But I'm inside that building often, and I know the culture and what they have there in that building with John Gruden and these players and what they're trying to build. I think the plan is in place, and they're following a really solid plan that they believe in. Now I know fans are desperate for more wins, and it's got to happen this year. No problem with that, and everybody's saying that. Raider Thad in Louisville on the app. What's happening, Thad?
3: Hey, JT, man. Just uh, what an honor to come on after uh, the great Fred Belindicoff. But as you said, I'm in Louisville, and uh, I'm, I'm responding to your call out to Raider Nation. Mm-hmm. Feeling disrespected. I, I, re, I saw Stephen A. Smith blow raspberries at Keyshawn Johnson for naming a car among the great uh, elite quarterbacks. And uh, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think he's the better quarterback in this matchup. And being in Louisville, I'm seeing a lot of my friends put on their purple and black. But um, I'll just let you know in Louisville, we're more hyped about Nate Hobbs. And I'm just going to mm. put this out in the ether and say that we drafted him because... Uh, He can read plays so quick. He's going to intercept Lamar Jackson, take it to the house. Raiders win big. And uh, love your show. I've been down since 98 when you got hired, and John Gruden did the first time. So thanks for having my call, and uh, keep doing what you do, man.
1: Thank you. Oh, my God. You won't believe this update. You won't believe this. I don't believe it. Three minutes ago from Adam Schefter. Ravens fear that running back Gus Edwards suffered a season-ending torn ACL at practice today. Holy God bleep. Adam Schefter. Ravens fear that running back Gus Edwards suffered a season-ending torn ACL during practice per source. It's the real Adam Schefter. 8.5 million subscribers Field Yates here's the current Ravens running back room Tyson Williams, Le'Veon Bell Trenton Cannon the best available free agent Latavius Murray I almost fell out of my chair when I read this, thank god I looked at my phone Gus Edwards suffers a torn ACL after they lost J.K. Dobbins for the year, can you believe this?